Good morning. This is this is Lisa coming from the Ill, the Edwin Elder Library, and I am going to play some more of my husband's tape. Uh, Your strength is in y'all, J A H, and how it's talking about how you know our altar, our altar is so big where we take our sacrifice, but our worship has got to be greater than that. We have got to praise God more than what it cost us. We've got to praise Him. So here we go. Now therefore, O Lord, our God, save us from His hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord, even thou only. Now you would think, with all the weight of this, and Hezekiah coming before the altar, and going to the temple, and him praying, that he would get an answer from God. Hallelujah. But that was not the way it happened. Isaiah didn't even know that Hezekiah was in the altar. But the answer came from the prophet. We need a prophet in our lives. If we want to get something from God, we're going to get it from the prophet of God. Hallelujah. And verse 21 through uh, 35 is an answer from God from Isaiah to Hezekiah. But we'll skip all of that and start at 33. Therefore thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria. He shall not come unto the city nor shoot an arrow in this city. Excuse me. He shall not come into this city nor shoot an arrow. There, nor come before it with shields, nor cast a bank against it. By the way he came, by the same shall he return, and shall not come to this city, saith the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. Then the angel of the Lord went forth and smoked in the camp of Assyrians a hundred and fourscore and five thousand. One angel went and visited the Assyrian camp and killed 145,000 enemy in one night. When they woke up, there was 145,000 of them dead that were on their way to Jerusalem. If that don't put a stopper in your in your, in your your legs, I don't know what will. That turned Shnachrab all the way around. He realized he was fighting somebody else that he had no power to control. So what does Sennacherib do? You would think this is where I would climax at. And it came to pass, he was worshiping in the house of Nacrosh. And his, the god of Adremelech and Shazar, his son, smote him with the sword. And they escaped unto the land of Aronia. And Ezar Hadan, the, his son, reigned in his stead. His own sons killed this Sennacherib. Hallelujah, while he was praying to an idol. speak to me what caused this great victory in Hezekiah turn to 2nd Chronicles 29 excuse me we're going to start at 28 
was 20 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 16 years in Jerusalem, but he did not that which right in the sight of the Lord like David his father. Ahaz was Hezekiah's daddy. Hezekiah's, as we start reading here, no, but Ahaz, I miswrote something down here, that's the reason why I'm looking for it. Let's look at 29 and 1. Hezekiah began to reign when he was five and twenty years old, and he reigned nine and twenty years in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Abijah, the daughter of Zechariah. Since we're looking up names here, I decided I'd look up this name here too. Abijah, and if any of you went to Arkansas, and Brother Tracy, I got that tape and listened to it, there was a king there by the name of Abijah. Abijah. Hallelujah that he preached about, that Brother Bose preached about. But this so happens to be a woman. But it just still means the same thing. It's a worshiper of Jah. Worshiper of the God's name, Jah. Zachariah's name, now I don't know if this is the same Zachariah or not that the book is named after. Because if it is, by the time this happened, since he was a grandpa to Hezekiah, it would have made him almost 240-some years old by the time the book Zechariah was written. So I don't know if this was the same Zechariah or not. But the word named Zechariah means Jaw has remembered. Abijah means worshiper of Jaw. Zechariah means Jaw has remembered. Abijah married King Ahaz. And as she began to watch her husband, in verse 28 and verse 2, Ahaz made molten images for Balaam. Verse 3, he burned incense in the valley of Hinnom. Now that was a wrong mistake to begin with. Only the priests could burn incense in the tabernacle. Here he is as a king burning incense to other gods in a valley, not in the tabernacle. He burnt children, burnt his children in the fire after the abomination of the heathen whom God had cast out of Israel. Verse 4, he sacrificed and burnt incense in high places and on hills and under every green tree. Verse 6, because of all these sins right here, because of this sin, 120,000 valiant men of Judah were slain, which left in verse 8, the children of Israel took captive 200,000 women, sons, and daughters, and all the spoil, because of this man's sin. Verse 20 of chapter 28. He tried to get in good with other heathen kings by giving them portions of the house of God, and by giving portions of the king's house, and by giving portions of the prince's house, and give it to the kings of Assyria. But they helped him not. And in the time of distress, in verse 22, he trespassed yet more. You would have think that Ahaz would get the picture by now. It's time to turn to God. But he didn't. It made him all the more vile toward God. Verse 23, he sacrificed to God of Damascus, which smote him. 
and he served the city of Judah and made high places to burn incense and other gods and provoked the anger of the Lord God of his father. Now Abijah, his wife, was looking at all this. And I, I'm going to read between the lines here but because the Bible says that Ahaz was killing his own son. I'm sure that Abijah here hid Hezekiah to save him from what was what her husband was doing. Keep in mind, Abijah means worshiper of Jah, and Zechariah means Jahah. Jah has remembered. But I believe if you read through the lines here that Abijah, who had been taught by Zechariah the things of God, turned around and began teaching Hezekiah the things of God. She began to teach him Deuteronomy 4.24 For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. Deuteronomy 4 and 29 Thou shalt seek the Lord thy God and thou shalt find him if thee seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. He began teaching him Deuteronomy 6 and 4 Hear, O Israel, the Lord our Lord is one Lord. She began teaching him Deuteronomy 6 and 7 and when thou, you're going to teach this diligently to your children. When they're rising up, when they're going to bed, when they're walking by the way, you're going to teach, teach, teach it diligently. Hallelujah. She began to teach him about Deuteronomy 20 and 1. Now catch this. When thou goest to battle against thine enemy and seest horses and chariots and a people more than thou, be not afraid of them, for the Lord thy God is with thee. She began to teach him about the blessings and curses that Moses gave out. She began to teach him about the priesthood and about the Levitical priesthood. She named him Hezekiah, which means strengthen jaw. Grandpa, Zacharias, your name is remember of jaw. Abijah, your name, worshiper of jaw. Hezekiah, your name is strength of jaw. The title of this message tonight, remember to worship your strength in jaw. Jah was the sacred name taken from Jehovah. Jah means the Lord most vehement. Vehement means eager, impetuous, and passion in feeling, action, or speech of the person characterized by violence of feeling or endeavor, passionate, a feeling of vehement. And I got to look at it impetuous. What does that mean? Acting with or characterized by a sudden rash of rush of energy. Having great impetuous moving with great force and violence. And it also word, mentioned the word passionate. Affected with dominated by passion or vehement emotion. Characterized by expressing, showing vehement emotion. And, and, and the last definition of that was easily moved to anger. When John, when Jesus went to the temple to go to pray, he found them making 
Okay, well, that is the end of that one side, but um, what I, I meant to stop it a little bit earlier because when he was talking about the names, um, I wanted to insert in here that our grandson, Jeremiah, um, he loves swords and da- the story of David and Goliath and stuff. Well, my husband made him a, a wooden sword, and on there he put Jeremiah's name. It means God is high. God is high, Jeremiah. And we didn't even know about this sermon at that time. Um, later, I was looking through some sermons and seeing that. It says, look, <laughs> Mark preached about our, all of our grandkids because he, he preached another sermon about um, Israel and uh, Judah. Judah means praise, and um, Israel means the dominion of God. And um, um, so he preached about these names, you know, these names in the Bible, not knowing that later. Our grandsons would be named those names, but God knows. And Mark means warrior. Of course, Mark has three Bible names: Timothy, Mark, Peter, and um, all great men of God in the Bible that is named after. Of course, Pe- uh, Peter's the last name. And there's a history there, and I'm going to try to search it out because years ago, uh, I felt me and my husband had a WordPress, and I felt, you know, I was looking for a name for it. And it says, "Then Peter said," you know. And, um, and of course, in the Bible, Acts 2.38 says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And who knows? Who knows about why um, the last name Peter? You know, that you've heard of the last name Peters or Peterson and a bunch of others. But Peter, no, it's just like um, in the Bible. <laughs> And say, well, you're all not Jews. Well, actually, my husband was doing a study about the Peter name. The Peters came over from Russia. Um, they were, Mark says, they're Ashenite Jews in, in, in German. And um, uh, you never know. Um, I don't understand the whole thing. I know Jesus changed Simon's name uh, to Peter. And I know his brother Andrew. So I uh, said Simon, whose surname was Peter. And surname's the last name, so I don't know. <laughs> you think, well, I know, Lisa, you're wanting, you're wanting that to be Peter, be related to the Peter in the Bible. Well, I don't know. I I don't know God's plan and um, uh, what he said, but I know that in the Bible, God used Peter. Then Peter said in Acts 2.38, and who knows in this last hour, this last day, he could be using people, uh, descendants of the apostles. Because... They were martyred, but their families, and there's people out there, and who knows? We don't know. <laughs> it's like we're so intermingled and stuff. Now, me personally, I, my family tree, we're Cherokee Indian and Irish and uh, Scottish and a little bit of everything. Um, but I married, I married my husband, um, Timothy Mark Peter, and so therefore I took on his name. And just when you get baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you take on Jesus' name. So, you never know. We never know. I'm going to do a little bit more study of that if I can. It's so hard to know because how <laughs> you can't, there's so much stuff that's been erased over the times that you can't trace back. You can't trace your family trees. We all know we all go back to Adam and Eve. We all go back to them. But how do we trace all the way back there? We don't know how. So, anyway, God bless you. You have a wonderful day. The main thing is that it's your name written up in glory. 
there's a new name written in glory, and that's mine. That's when you get saved. That's the most important thing. Let's lift up Jesus today. God is high. Your strength is in y'all. God is high. You have a great day. Bye-bye.